Welcome back to News and Brews, Columbus Business First weekly podcast where we enjoy a beer and talk about some of the things that have happened in the news in the past week. I am Dan Eaton, and joining me today are... Eleanor Kennedy. Carrie Gosh. Tristan Navarro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Making his debut. <laughs> and Doug Buchanan. All right. And today, we brought the Elevator 380 IPA. Woo! Nicely that done. Excellent. You should also Newcomer pour it in front of the yes. microphone. Has anybody figured out what, what the... Th- I believe it would be pronounced 380. Not 380, right? I yes, you're probably correct. Of the 380 area code. But it doesn't say anything on the label of anything about that area code. Maybe it's a joke of some yeah, kind? Yeah, no, it's it's actually it's the new Columbus area code once we run out I'm of 614. Oh. Tristan paying off immediately. Yeah. <laughs> Did you look that up? Yeah, yeah. Ah. It's, uh, they introduced it in 2016, but I haven't I haven't called anybody with a 380 yet. So. Huh. Well, well, wow! What a yeah, really a lot of news coming at you guys right now. Yeah, yeah. so it's not a theoretical area code. Like they actually are yeah. handing out numbers three eight zero. Yeah, I have yet to encounter one. Yeah, hmm. anybody? Same. Uh, not mm-hmm. that I've noticed. I feel like I maybe got like wow. a. It's a it's a fairly small area too. Shared well, it's six one four is. It's okay. an overlay. Yes, the internet gotcha, says gotcha. that it's. It's just for the extras. Well, the more so you know, the guys. I'm shooketh by this. <laughs> 614, do you mean 614? Well, see, man. see that's <laughs> that just feels more natural. Yeah, you're, you're right. I'm, it's I'm, like a, a, I'm agreeing with you with that cell phone. Yes, like I yes. would not be drinking a, uh, a 312. Although I think some people do say 312 because they're dumb. <laughs> but <laughs> My relatives up in Northeast Ohio, we do say their phone number is 330. So I didn't initially agree with you, but I think this would be a... 380. 380. Well, this this is scintillating right now. So 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 who chose this beer? I did. All right. What should we know about Elevator, Dan? I chose this beer because Elevator is uh, marking 20 years of business this year. And so they are the the third oldest local brewer behind Columbus Brewing and Barley's. And uh, we haven't talked about them before. So frankly, that was my motivation looking at the wow. beer fridge at the store. I thought, oh, elevator, there's someone we haven't uh, talked about. So I realize that. The, the restaurant is allegedly haunted. Allegedly haunted, yes. Oh, it's almost seasonally appropriate. Where are they located? There is a, a restaurant, the elevator name, that is on High Street downtown, and then their brewery is basically a block or two away over on 4th. I just want to... The label says, founded in 1999 by a father-son beer drinking team in a small-town grain elevator, we are now into our second century of brewing award-winning beer. <laughs> with his, uh, I, I'm just saying, yeah. yeah. I, uh, having a little trouble with the previous We have been it's brewing in decade. two centuries, yeah. I guess is what they're saying. But Well, that's cute. Technicality. Oh, yeah. So there was yes, a they were millennium. brewing. Well, then they could say they're in their second millennium. Yeah, they probably should do that. I remember when I was a youth on uh, New Year's Eve 2000, jumping on my friend Katie's trampoline and declaring to everyone that they were dumb because the millennia wouldn't really start until wow. 2001. And that's <laughs> what you need to know about. <laughs> How old were you in that year? At that 11 point years old. Uh, really? Or no, 10. I would have been 10. So anyways, <laughs> today's vocabulary word is pedantic. Exactly. That's what I'm, I'm the worst, is my point. 
So this beer's good. Yeah. Do you yes, mean that? Beer. You're not an IPA drinker. No, I am. You are? That's my thing. Oh. I like an American pale ale the most, but I'm now, gotcha. because I was into that for so long, I think I'm getting back into just a regular IPA. It, it's stouts and pumpkins. Yeah, I know. I'm yeah. glad that we're not having those. Oh, we will. <laughs> I'm going to be sick yes. that day. <laughs> my favorite thing about Elevator is actually their tap room, which I give mad kudos for being like the most basic tap room mm-hmm. uh, there is. Uh, card tables, metal folding chairs, board games. Like That, that to me is... It's it's kind of like Wild West of taproom days, which was like six years ago. <laughs> Wait, yeah, yeah, I kind of found out when we were where they weren't where fancy. They were yeah, just exactly. Yeah. And this is the one on Fourth. Yeah, yeah, yeah we walked by I, there. It, was it just literally the looks tables. like some dudes opened yep. up their garage. Yep. I'm always intrigued, but um, it's a bunch of junk there's in no the park back. where it's <laughs> park. Yeah, there's, yeah. I think the bathroom looks like it's duct taped together. We should probably. I believe go there. I believe the urinal is a keg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, it, it is. is. Yeah. And it has there's a stoplight above the bathroom, a functioning stoplight that when someone's in there, it is. It's ah, that's a good. Little, that. little okay. tip to look out for. Yeah. Well, I definitely feel like they're trying to go for like a down home aesthetic or whatnot. The design of this beer box is uh, is too kind of. Picasso esque <laughs> figures. It, yeah. it reminds me every time I see it. It reminds me of the like. Little Miss and like Mr. Happy books, you know what I'm talking about? They were white with like a, a they're kids' books. Really? No one else is familiar with <laughs> I these? don't know what that is. Hold on, I'm gonna find <laughs> it. I will show I, you the picture. I think the illustration of them with the, since it's about an area code, is, is adorable. They yes. have the two cans with the string between them. In a phone Sorry. tower in the background. No, that is okay. Oh, I thought that was Sauron from Little I mean, <laughs> I initially thought it was a grain silo, which is why I was like pick, think, saying down home, like kind of farm like. Uh, yes. But no, it's I incongruous and it seemed okay. Do you remember those books? This, oh. this being an audio video. I know. I'm showing, so I'm passing around a picture. You have, to, you have to edit this into the, the promo yeah. video. Yes, I totally. Remember like that's what the art on the, the box always. What is the book it's, called? It's way after my like time and before Sunshine my kids' and, time. Yeah. But oh, I, I remember those. Yeah, they had a TV show. I didn't know yeah. they had a name. Yeah, like I I don't know if I if I even gave them the, the correct name. I always just look up Mr. 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 Happy. That's always the one I remember. Mm, yeah, this is is nothing to me. Um, <laughs> all right. Damn. It was when we were just <laughs> yes. a little bit too old to watch that stuff, Eleanor, me and you, since uh, we were, okay. we're about the same age. Like, uh, what is the other one that I feel like I don't know about? I don't know. This is terrible content. Cut Although it is, it is funny to look at these, because a lot of the, the, the girl ones are giggles, bossy, chatterbox, and the guys are like happy, tickle. You know what you're oh, wrong. there's a Mr. Grump, so there's a bad one. Messy. So there's some bad ones for the guys. I was just. Do you think that Chatterbox is a positive attribute? No, I my, don't. That's my, why I think I think oh, the women. I think the girl books were getting negative attributes. Oh, I see yeah. what you're saying. Sorry. Yeah. Yes, my grandpa called me Chatterbox. Uh, was my nickname, which when I was a child, I think I thought it was ironic. I thought his point was that I was very quiet, but that was definitely not the point. It was that he thought I talked too much. I think it may have started ironically because I didn't talk until I was two. Um, so I think it may have begun it from that, but then I was making up for lost time after that. So what is Elevator's flagship beer, Dan? I don't know. <laughs> okay. No, I mean, I've uh, they, the, I've seen in, the in part Buckeye on it, uh, I was going to say like, like, like Bleeding Buckeye, maybe Three Frogs. They've gone through a lot of changes, though, so okay. I'm not sure. They've had a couple different brewmasters. 
um, in the last few years, and they've been they've not only changed their branding, but they've changed some of the recipes. So uh, I will plead ignorance that I don't know exactly what they're they're pushing is is kind of their core brand now because they've. Yeah, I have to admit, changes. I did not. I don't remember this branding. Uh, this, this is a, fairly new. It is yeah. fairly new. Okay, I remember. I've had Buckeye Red or Red Buckeye, whatever the the it Red was, Ale. Uh, Bleeding Buckeye. Our Bleeding Buckeye. Yeah. And three Frogs mm-hmm. is an IPA, mm-hmm. right? But I don't know what the difference between that IPA and the 380 IPA is. Uh, but I, I haven't had a Three Frogs mm-hmm. in a while, but this is pretty hoppy with uh, with um, kind of more bitter hops. Like this is. Uh, this is kind of closer to what I remember IPAs being like when I didn't I, like IPAs. I, I would, I would wholeheartedly know? agree with no. that. Sentiment. Before they got sort of fruitier. In yeah. a weird way, I'm, I'm as I've complained multiple times, I'm getting sort of hazied and juicied out. So yeah. I think I'm more receptive <laughs> to this beer now than I would have been, you know, maybe a few years ago when I was yeah. a little harder on. See, that's what I like about this IPAs. type of beer. Yeah. Is it just just tastes like beer? Is Tristan, what thing? do you think? Oh, I like it. I actually, um, I've always liked Elevator. Mm-hmm. They had. The first dark beer I ever drank when I was 21 mm-hmm. was... <laughs> Tristan, uh, yeah, 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 cool. Audio media. Yeah. 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 I was just going to think he was really excited about being 21. Yeah. 10 years ago, it was Dark Force. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. it was good. Yeah. yeah. Dark Force. And I have liked that. everything I had since then. Mm-hmm. I remember my first craft beer was a Jackie O's Firefly Amber, and okay. I just was not a fan. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I've come to love it since then, obviously. I uh, had that at OU, but mm-hmm. yeah, Elevator was... I remember the first time I drank it, and I was like, what? Why would you... Why? <laughs> 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 but it ended up Okay. <laughs> Yeah, Elevator, again, before this big boom in local craft beer back yeah. when it was just Barley's and Columbus Brewing and, and Elevator, and Barley's didn't uh, package, so you had to actually go to Barley's to get it. But I remember, you know, Columbus Brewing and then uh, Elevator had a, they, they had a goat, they called it the goat series. And it was the first times I think I'd ever had barrel aged beers. Mm. So they would take their dark beers and put them in bourbon barrels and, okay. and things like that. And it was the first time I experienced that. And it was, Fantastic! I haven't seen those for a while. I'm, again, I'll, I, I will apologize to the folks at Elevator if they're still doing that because <laughs> um, I haven't seen them. But you know, I have fond memories of those beers. I've, I, I will apologize to the people at Elevator <laughs> as well because I have fond memories of Elevator, but I actually haven't been there in in, uh, in a while. It's just been superseded by all the newer ones. And but that's the, you know that's kind of the way things are nowadays mm-hmm. is, is I mean they're they're indicative of that crush from all the new that is that is coming the negative side folks will say maybe they didn't adapt well to it I think you know frankly I think they'd probably admit that to some degree that they yeah. weren't ready for this surge of, of folks coming into their territory but you know even if you do everything right it's easy to get lost in the shuffle with all the options out there I just feel like this generation of breweries that were around before the recent boom, it's just like they were doing a different thing than the Mm -hmm. brewers are Mm -hmm. doing now. So I feel like on the one hand, you want to be like loyal to the Mm -hmm. people who started it, but I don't know, they just have different aims. But yeah, some of it, like they have their own, Elevator has their own root beer actually, which is Ah. pretty good. They have a root beer float that's made with their own root beer that's at their main restaurant. Did not know that. We should have root beer on the back. I don't like root beer, so I would not (laughs) like it, but. Oh my gosh. Why? I just don't, you know? I think I liked it when I was little, but I've just grown out of it. My husband Mm -hmm. likes it. He also, he gets a sarsaparilla. When we go to the grocery store on Sundays for a treat, um, or sometimes <laughs> a root beer. When, yes, <laughs> when he's when he behaves. Yeah. <laughs> so. 
You were gonna say something, Carrie. Oh no, just the elevator has the the best sign on High Street. So what makes the mm-hmm. sign fancy? It's a good old fashioned giant light up, and it's not neon. It's like little tiny light bulbs mm. making a big mm-hmm. beer glass mm-hmm. that they light up, and so the beer glass fills. That is cool. That it's is cool. Like, it's awesome. I gotta keep my eyes out for that. Very old school, right on High Street. <laughs> what beer news is there this week, Dan? I can't recall any beer news this week. We well, have there's restaurants. We, yes, bar. we have bar and so restaurants. Let's do bar news. news. We do that. So start with bar news. The three-legged mayor in the arena district is now closed. The Irish-style pub was there. Uh, replaced O'Shaughnessy's, which was also a similarly Irish-style pub. Lots of big, dark woods and whatnot. Three-legged mayor was open for about eight years there. They closed... This past week, haven't said why, but the owners there also own the Arbar Arena District right over the, the pedestrian bridge there, which uh, does very well, particularly dur- during the hockey season, mm-hmm. which is coming up. It and they don't own that building, I assume. No, so, no, they do. Yeah, it's probably a... I was initially you know, surprised because of the location. It seemed like it was a no-brainer, but Dick's Last Resort and whatever mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. succession of bars and restaurants that have been in that space have just have not done well, so... You know, it doesn't guarantee anything. On one hand, they were open eight years. I mean, that's not yeah, that's true. really a, I mean, that's not a bad run. I guess, you, you you know, if you're the business owner, you certainly hope to be open longer than that. But yeah. um, uh, so they fared a little better. That space there has only been two things. It was O'Shaughnessy's and then it was um, Three-Legged Mayor. Yeah, so that's true. about 20 years, of, you know, almost 20 years of use there. So that's not too bad. The dick space, you know, who knows? That's where so, that was one keg is going. This is so puzzling. Like, why yeah. can't anyone make it there? I don't know. That one, the it's Dick's was about, patio. I think, the fourth occupant there, and it's yeah. been empty two years now, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. That, is that where that whistle and keg place is going? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. There, yeah. I think, I don't know when they open later this year. They just I gotta got start reading our rules for their big sign. <laughs> yeah. There you go. New tenant. Uh, our, our intern this summer wrote a story about that, Carrie. Didn't support her work. Vacation? Oh, yes. you might have been. Let's say that. <laughs> I, I will also claim vacation because I did not know that was happening either. <laughs> you were, but you it was were still certainly on vacation. It, that is why our intern wrote a story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's been vacant a long time. That space, not the three-legged mare space. Three-legged yes. mare space has only been vacant for a few days. <laughs> yes, correct. Um, I have to say, I don't remember them doing a whole lot different from O'Shaughnessy's. Like, when they switched it over, it, it still had all the dark It felt wood. pretty turnkey. I think they yeah. just, I, you know, other than maybe changing a few signs, it, it felt like they just walked into that space and yeah. operated it as it was. So it's going to be interesting to see who goes in there and what they do with that space because that's going to require some pretty extensive renovations. Unless, Unless you want to be an Irish pub. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you probably could do that. Twist. Uh, Scottish yeah. bar. Yeah. 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 Exclusively yeah, right. haggis. Only oh. haggis. There was another big bar and restaurant story this week. Yes, the other the other big bit of restaurant news this week is that uh, Spaggio, a oh, about 40-year-old restaurant almost in, in the Grandview area, has a new owner, the company City Brands, which owns Katzinger's, The Wine Bistro, Las Margaritas, a few, Napa. Uh, Napa up in Dublin, a few other places. They acquired Spaggio, which was opened about 38, 39 years ago by uh, Chef Hubert Seifert and his wife, Helga. Under a different name. Yes, yeah. It started, as, it started as the gourmet market. Uh, it, was, it was a fancier place. And then in the mid-90s, it went a little more casual with its wood-fired pizzas and whatnot and became Spaggio and uh, the, the neighboring wine lounge uh, 
right next door. So City Brands acquired those. They're going to still operate at Espagio. They're going to keep some of the menu, keep some of the decor, but the owner of City Brands, Tim Rollins, said it's going to be sort of a rolling update through the fall to the restaurant there. Mm. Chef Hubert is going to retire somewhat. He still has the Aubergine private dining club that he operates in Grandview, and he said he plans to continue with that to some degree. That was not part of this transaction, but uh, but otherwise is stepping away from business after 40-some years, which is about as good as most restaurateurs can hope for, I would imagine. Yeah. Given like what a- um, Rise Brands is doing with cat singers, is there any possibility that this is a concept that could take elsewhere or do you think they just see this as a one-time investment city brands rise brands does pins whatever dan (laughs) ha got you back for that (laughs) (laughs) Um, no uh i don't think this is a replicable thing Mm -hmm. for them i think uh you know as they said they were interested initially in the real estate because it's right at the heart of grandview avenue but then sort of realized with the the amount of time that's been there and the reputation it built that it made sense to to keep it as as spagio and i I don't think they think that's something they can replicate that, that, yeah. that it, it'll necessarily work elsewhere, but it made sense to keep it there given mm-hmm. how long that it's done. I mean, I, I did think it was interesting that he said that they initially were going to just go in there mm-hmm. and put yeah. something new in there, and then they were like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. But I'm with Eleanor. I mean, Spaggio is a, you know, it's a, it's a well respected, good brand. I mean, why wouldn't you want to, you know, open another well, one somewhere? If they get in there and it's a massive hit, then mm-hmm. you know maybe they would. Yeah. But uh, but they also, I mean, Napa is a is a sit down. Yeah. Wine focused. They sort of have, yeah, you know, a similar, yeah, yeah, similar concept that that's probably a, a little more expandable than Baggio. Aren't they real estate people originally? That's where they started. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was Metropolitan Holdings. Holdings, yeah. Like Holdings yeah. are partners. One of them, I can't yeah. remember. Partners, uh, but yeah, yeah, they started in real estate. If I recall the the history, they started going into operations around the time of the recession because real estate Great dried up. In yeah. Well, but they, I think they had cool. opportunities. I think there yeah, was. There Right. They kind of opportunities to buy right. into My a zinger is of... still hilarious. <laughs> uh, I think that they should if, they should put some bowling in the restaurant, and then my Rise Brands confusion. There you go. Yes. It all it makes, makes sense. sense. Does anyone else want to talk about some news? It doesn't have to be beer or food yeah, specific. I, I don't have news, but I do have a, a travel-related tidbit to, to share. Oh, yeah, when, this is uh, a yeah. Doug's first post-Japan podcast, right? Correct, yeah. So the last two weeks, I was traveling with my son in uh, China and Japan and Korea, and we visited a few craft breweries, Mm. like each of those countries is seeing their own craft brewery boom. And it was interesting that both in uh, Shanghai and in Seoul, we, uh, I'm sorry, in in Shanghai and Kyoto, we went into craft breweries that had recruited Americans to come over and be their brewmasters. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So if you're in the beer industry out there and you want to travel... There is potentially jobs, uh, you know, to be had uh, with with some of these uh, breweries that are popping up. Because I would imagine that the same thing that is happening here is going to eventually mm. really explode over there mm-hmm. because beer is beer and yeah, know, people love beer. What did you think of the beer over there? It reminded me of uh, I, I believe something you said about mm-hmm. the Russian when you were in Russia that it was it was definitely craft beer, but it was still at a very basic level, mm-hmm. I guess. Like they they weren't into crazy styles they weren't doing hazies they weren't doing all kinds of sours it was just like here's an ipa Mm -hmm. uh here's a dark here's a stout you know it it was yeah it's like those those initial brew pubs where it was 
here's here's the five types of beer we have. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the very these are our beers. beers. Yeah. Tristan was making a face as we <laughs> as you were talking about oh, Korean just, beer. Yeah. So when I was in Korea last mm-hmm. time, just everybody drinks Cass is the yeah. name of this beer, and <laughs> yeah. it's just. And there was a trend when I was there in 2016 of just these uh, fried chicken and beer places. But all <laughs> yeah. they served is cast. Yeah. So you'd sit there because carbs, you know, okay, yeah. fried chicken and beer yeah. go together. So, right. yeah, I remember going there and being very not impressed. I was so sad about that that I paid 10 bucks for a Guinness when I was in one of those bars. <laughs> was it good? American? The Guinness? Yeah. Well, the Guinness, yeah. was, the Guinness was predictable. But cast was basically <laughs> just... I don't know how to take that predictable. Yeah. Is, is it is it like a lager? Is it? Yeah, oh yeah, it's, it's your yeah. basic yeah. Uh, Budweiser type yeah, yeah, uh, beer. Yeah. There's cast dark too though. So oh. ah, well, we know Tristan loves dark beers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I did not see the dark version, but but yeah, it was funny because when 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 my son and I were walking around, we were seeing all these signs for like chicken and beer, and in the guidebook that we picked up. Like they were listing, you know, you have to try Korean foods, and they listed all these things. And literally, chicken and beer was listed as a Korean yeah. food. Like, a, <laughs> like this was a type of restaurant that you need to go to. Cultural appropriation. Yes, appropriation. Yeah, exactly. Sounds delicious to me. Maybe yeah. they had it first. It's like uh, yeah, that, the the yeah. Japanese steakhouses, right? That's or that's <laughs> the other way around. We, t- it's like we took steak there during World War II and then they like yeah. elevated it and mm-hmm. now we've brought it back in the state well, and they make their onion volcanoes yeah exactly <laughs> not to be overly technical but there is no such thing as a Japanese steakhouse in Japan there was an excellent two part episode of the podcast Sporkful on the origin of the American hibachi really movement. I think that might be my point to yeah. what you were saying oh. that, that it's not an actual Japanese thing yeah. but yes, yes. yes. it was yes. an immigrant who said, I'm going to invent something for Americans Oh, okay. that I can say is Japanese, but I'm going to make chicken and mm-hmm. oh, stuff that's oh, very onion universal. Onion volcanoes. Yeah. <laughs> onion volcanoes. Dude. Yum, the yum sauce. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will check that out. Sporkful. Sporkful. Stop listening to this podcast. Yeah, and quit go plugging sp- other <laughs> podcasts, Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> quit sending people elsewhere. <laughs> Well, Dan, you finished your beer. What did, did. Uh, did you, what, what is your final verdict? I I liked it. I <laughs> it, well, it, it goes back to what I said before. It's funny how tastes change because a few years ago, this is almost the exact type of IPA I would have thought of when I said I don't like IPAs. Yep. Mm-hmm. But I think my palate has just been worn out, worn out from a lot of what's you know out there on the market now. So having this now is is kind of a nice break. I don't know that I'd drink a ton of it, mm-hmm. but it's like, oh, yeah, this brings me back to a time when, you know, beer was kind of a little simpler. Not in a bad way, no, but um, no. and I enjoyed it. I will not be as forgiving because <laughs> I agree with everything you just said that it takes me back to when I was first starting to drink craft beers and I did not like IPAs. I've liked a lot of the newer IPAs, but this one is just too hardcore old school for me uh so i would not get it again tristan mm-hmm. i don't mind it i mean it's it's i would say it's definitely uh the more bitter end but yeah sometimes you want that mm-hmm. so i'm shocking myself with liking it because i i've done the exact same evolution as dan yeah. and you know you said it was on the bitter end. i was like oh this this is bitter okay yeah that's bitter and i like it so fits my personality <laughs> Eleanor. Yeah, this is what I look for in a beer. I probably, since we're all talking about our youths and our history with beer, I would, <laughs> the two youths, um, I would, I would have 
drank this when I was first getting into craft beer because I would have thought that was like the thing and I would not have liked it because it would have been too bitter and like too much. But now it's like what I want in a beer. So I will probably drink it again. Good, good. Fantastic. If there's nothing else, we will wrap up this week's podcast. Thank you for listening and come back next week when we have more news. 